You're listening to the Arctic Circle podcast. In this episode, we listen to Minenwak Kleist, Permanent Secretary at the Greenlandic Ministry of Foreign Affairs, speak on Greenland in the new Arctic. This event originally took place at the 2023 Arctic Circle Assembly. The speech is followed by a Q&A with the audience, moderated by Olaver Ragnar Grimsson, Chairman of Arctic Circle and former President of Iceland. President Grimson, ministers, excellencies, ladies and gentlemen, it's a great privilege to address you all here today. I wish to extend our appreciation to President Grimson for inviting us here uh, to take the plenary stage. Unfortunately, our Minister of Statehood and Foreign Affairs, Vivian Mutzfeld, is unable to attend herself. She's here in spirit, but she sends her warmest greetings with wishes of a successful Arctic Circle Assembly. I've been looking forward to joining you all again this year to engage in important and enlightening discussions on a region of the, of region of the world that I'm proud to call my home. Climate changes are very clearly affecting the Arctic region in an intensely rapid pace, while also facing a global security landscape that is posing new threats to a region that is and has been defined as a low-tension area. The repercussions of these issues will not be confined within the geographical borders of the Arctic, but will eventually affect the rest of the world if left alone or not addressed appropriately. As climate change and pollution continue to develop in a negative direction, we see a need for an effort on exchange of necessary data in the entire Arctic. For the people of Greenland, including the Inuit, along with our sisters and brothers of the Arctic, the region has always been our priority. We live it. We have become a people of resilience and innovation as we have successfully managed and adapted to significant changes in environment and climate to such an extent that one could very well call us experts of change. As experts of change, we know that it's not possible to successfully navigate and address these challenges or changes without teamwork. We need each other. We need talent, expertise, and resources to tackle both the challenges and opportunities that we stand before. Partnerships and cooperation with like-minded countries and partners will be key as we work to address a changing new Arctic. But it's not all new. I, we, still recognize our Arctic. And we hold dear and fight for what we can, for what has made the Arctic special and exceptional. We will cooperate on this. This is still our home. And it is and should always be a given that the Arctic peoples, including the indigenous peoples, should be at the center of any cooperation that takes place in this region. For discussions and solutions for the Arctic need to be with and for the peoples of the Arctic. That is, not, that is why we need to protect especially the Arctic Council. There is and must be a tomorrow. As a country, 
Greenland is preparing for a future in the Arctic by working on a foreign security and defense strategy, which we expect will come out later this year. We're also engaging in an important process of drafting and determining the legal and political foundation of our own future statehood. Greenland's Constitutional Commission drafted Greenland's first draft constitution earlier in the spring. We still need to debate and work on it, together with the people of Greenland. This is an important step in the continued discussions on future Greenlandic statehood. Moving forward, Greenland will continue to prioritize and strengthen our valued partnerships and corporations with like-minded countries and neighbors and partners. We are now in the construction phase of three new airports. This summer, we have experienced cruise ships arrival, arriving in record numbers. We work on major hydropower projects and mineral resources projects and ice and water projects are further in their maturing, and we need partners. Navigating a new Arctic is also connect connected to preparing for a new security situation. Greenland is now more involved in security and defense discussions and policies within the Kingdom of Denmark and outside. The government of Greenland has in this new security landscape from this year begun to second an employee within the Kingdom's NATO delegation in Brussels. Greenland stands for low tension and peace. We want to continue to contribute to ensuring that this mindset continues to prevail in the high north, while raising our own direct awareness of what goes on around us. In Greenland, yet again, we experience an, an, an enormous interest from the international scientific community, which in our view is an extremely positive thing and a crucial, crucial part of addressing a new Arctic. We do, however, see challenges in this as well. We need to ensure that both the framework and substance of the research is done with the inclusion of local communities, with local partners, and of sharing of scientific results with Greenland. In the coming years, the government of Greenland has a task ahead in establishing improved frameworks for the engagement of research in Greenland. Research in the, in the Arctic is important, but it defeats the purpose if the research is being conducted supposedly for the benefit of the Arctic without actually including us who live in the Arctic. This is an area where we can and need to do better, all of us. I hope as we continue our discussions here that we find these opportunities to strengthen and build partnerships while serving the overarching purpose of securing a bright and safe future for the next generation in the Arctic and contribute with that to the rest of the world. Yes, okay. Okay, my name is Alfred Ebert. I'm a journalist from Germany. Recently, I read in the paper that you are being sued by an Australian company with ties to China over billions 
of dollars that would ruin your country. Would you tell us what the story is behind? Does this work? Yeah. Um, yes, it's about the, the Kvanefjell Gwendersuit project in South Greenland, uh, a project that has quite a bit of, of rare earths within it, but also uranium. And uranium would then be part of the byproducts here. Now, Greenland legislation does not um, allow for mining of, of uranium. Uh, and this is part of the story of why this company is, is now suing us. They've done exploration of work. We've been open uh, towards them and, and also along the way informed them that, that uh, uranium is not allowed to be mined. Uh, so, so it is uh, a complex matter, but uh, we are not sleepless uh, during the nights. Yes, okay. Another question there. Hi, thank you. I'm Karen. I'm from the Icelandic uh, Prime Minister's Office. I wanted to ask you, because you are one of the countries that maybe experience climate change the most at home, and you are both a country of indigenous peoples and other Arctic people, what, what um, actions are you taking to ensure that your transition to a greener economy is just and fair for all the social groups in your country? We, what we do or have done since the 90s is, is to invest in, in hydropower plants uh, and constructed hydropower plants in different sites in, in, in Greenland so that we, through the years, have come up to a level where we are at, at 70% of our uh, public electricity supply comes from hydro, so renewable energy. And we, we just decided also that we'll construct more, so we'll Within uh, some years, we'll get uh, around 90% uh, of our public electricity supply coming from renewable. And that is, of course, something that will benefit uh, all of the, the, um, um, the population. Um, and hopefully along the way in the future, also give uh, better prices for electricity and, and heating of houses. Um, so that is the major thing. We are not a, a country with a huge amount of funds, so we have focused on, on some of these major projects that, that created benefits for most, um, and, and that is a big thing. So, but we also had, had programs on, on trying to displace oil from, from heating of houses and so forth, uh, but, but it, it's a process and it takes time. Uh, but the good thing is that since 1990, we've actually been able to to uh, lower our CO2 emissions while our economy has, has risen quite a bit. So that's, that's a good thing. Great. So do we have, yes. I congratulate you. Oh, I forgot to introduce myself. I'm Kristin Vala Ragnarsdóttir. I'm professor of earth sciences and sustainability at the University of Iceland. I congratulate you to ban the mining of uranium because of, uh, of, of your fear of, of polluting the water of the peoples of Greenland. But I'm curious to know whether you have been uh, sued by this uh, Australian mining company under the premises of the World Trade Organizations, because other countries have been 
sued through 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 the World Trade Organization agreements. I do not have those details, but as I'm aware, no. Um, it's it's. Um, I think Greenland and Denmark is a little bit part of this, uh, has been pulled in uh, unwillingly. It's not Denmark's responsibility, I think, but they've been pulled in. Um, so, so there is right now a case uh, going on, yes. But I can't say the details on, on which part of the legislation. We can look it up for you. <laughs> okay, so if there is a final question from the hall, we will, we will take that. Hello, um, yes. my name is Jason Hoy. I'm uh, from Canada, doing a graduate degree in Taiwan. Um, my question is, uh, what, how would, um, what would the defense and security arrangements for an independent Greenland be? Because it has a huge coastline and a small population. So um, on, on who would you depend for <coughs> coastal defense and so on? Hmm. That's a debate that will still that is still to be taken in, in, in Greenland. Uh, but as things are today, um, Greenland as being part of the Kingdom of Denmark um, is, is uh, a member of the Kingdom of Denmark's membership of, of NATO. Um, and so Denmark does uh, sovereignty um, uh, inspections in, in their waters and is present, of course, uh, right now. Uh, and then America, the U.S., has uh, a military base in the high north, Bidufik Space Base, is a new name, um, and they guarantee for, for the defense of Greenland. Um, I don't think that guarantee necessarily will disappear the day Greenland becomes independent. Uh, I don't necessarily think that that corporate <laughs> landmark will disappear when Greenland becomes uh, independent. Now, whether or not it will be the same within, uh, as we see today, remains to be seen, and that will be up to negotiations and the political landscape at the time. Um, but we also have uh, Iceland, who also has cooperations with, with other countries. Um, so we could, we could see models like that. Um, we are, um, and I think we would probably go further in, and independent Greenland would most likely be part of, of NATO. Uh, and we're surrounded by NATO um, members. Okay. It will be fascinating to watch in the years to come. Thank you very much for being here with us. Give our greetings to your colleagues. Uh, and now we will move. Thank you.